Most footwear brands overlook natural materials for cheaper synthetic alternatives. But when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran to create their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are both comfy and durable. So you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable to stay looking as fresh as the first day you got them. The Wool Runner Upper is made with superfine ZQ certified merino wool that's breathable, temperature regulating, and moisture wicking. And the sugarcane based sweet foam midsoles cushion your feet and put a little bounce in every stride with all day support. Allbirds are constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their materials. Even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus... Cash back at participating convenience stores, too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code D-O-Y-O-U-1-0 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It They take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, what should the Orioles be learning from the teams left in the MLB playoffs? The Ravens lose their third in a row. Who's to blame? And we will have Eric from Barstool Sports here to report, uh, to, to give us his Oriole awards. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. It's time for Section All right, the board's all clean for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearing, stunning host, Matt Sproka. As always, I'm joined by the Zane and Burt Rody. Hey-o! 
and the Bottom Line for Josh Broca. What an- another great week in Baltimore sports. I tell you what. It's been some crappy weeks. We thought, we thought Bert, I thought Bert was a little bit off his rocker. But if you want to find me this coming Sunday, you can find me at the Baltimore Zoo hanging out with Bert. I think I'm going to the aquarium this coming Sunday. <laughs> Isn't it the Maryland Zoo? It's the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that the Baltimore Zoo? No, no, that's a different zoo. Is there two different zoos in Baltimore? Well, one no. has animals and one doesn't. Oh. No, it's the Maryland Zoo or the Washington Zoo. That's messed up. That's there's the no National zoo. zoo. The National, the National zoo. zoo. But San Diego, there's a San Diego Zoo. Yeah, I've been there. How come Baltimore doesn't go have a Baltimore Zoo? State. It used to be called. They just renamed yeah. it. State, in state in money. In I think that's a to, jab at Baltimore. To uh, bring more people. Maybe in. this is why attendance is down. Baltimore's I, not getting no, the same respect. No, didn't you? If there's anything we learned from baseball, people are scared of going to Baltimore. So All we have I to know, call it the Maryland Zoo. I don't know how many people are renewing Orioles season tickets, but I renewed my season pass for the zoo. <laughs> it was only $120. <laughs> I, I, I renewed my aquarium. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this Ravens talk. Bert. Yes. Tell us about your Sunday. You want to hear about my day? It yeah. was better than mine. I took the children to church on Sunday. <laughs> a sign of the cross at the door. And I prayed. That never used to happen before. That's a Hamilton reference there. Uh, I did go to church, and then I went to the zoo. How many of our listeners think got that reference? I hope the uh, classy ones definitely did. <laughs> uh, the zoo, we went straight from church to Panera for lunch. We went to the zoo. I did not pull out my cell phone you for, didn't. for no football scores whatsoever. What about fantasy football? Nope. Didn't, my, not my, in fantasy football. My fantasy team is one in five. My, I do not care. I couldn't care less yeah. about my fantasy we all, football We all team. suck at fantasy football. It's None ridiculous. Have, it's have terrible. Uh and then we, we spent several hours at the zoo. It was wonderful. On the way home, we stopped at Rita's because it was the last day of the season for the Rita's Italian Ice near our house where you could get three quarts for the price of two. So we bought three quarts. And when I walked into the Rita's, what a deal. the Ravens game was on the television. <gasps> and I said, What'd you do? I said, oh, well, let me see how they're doing. Your Rita's has a tele. Wait, your Rita's has an indoors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I've never been to a Rita's mm- with an indoors. Bully's, Bully's Quarters Rita's. Check it out next summer when they reopen. Um, <laughs> tell them the Zany Burt Roadie sent you. Good little plug five months from now. <laughs> tell them I, uh, you know, hook me up with another free court. Um, so, no, so I looked at the TV. I said, all right, well, let's see how the, uh, the old Raven birds are doing. And it was the fourth quarter, about two minutes left. Orioles are on the one-yard line. Terrence West punches it in. Ravens take the lead. I'm nice. like, okay, good. So That's pretty up. good. But there's still two minutes left. So we get in the car. We literally live five minutes from the Rita's. By the time we get home, I flip the TV back on just in time to see Odell Beckham Jr. apologizing to the kicker's net uh, after scoring, uh, what, a 64-yard touchdown or something ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I said, oh, that's well, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> that is too bad. But at least you didn't have to suffer through the pain of, of kind of watching that whole breakdown. I but feel like I got three hours, three to four hours of my life back. Right. Yeah, the, the, that, that could have been three hours of frustration. Yeah, I had a great day. It was gorgeous outside. Yeah, I Bert, I think you're onto something. I am. I I, I think you're onto something big time here. Well, they started off three and zero, and we're looking at the schedule. We got the Raiders coming, the Redskins coming. We could be five and zero. Guess what? We're five. We've lost three straight. We're not very good. The anybody who was pretty good is getting hurt. They fired the offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't know. I I love the Ravens. I love the Orioles, but. I don't know. I, 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 it's too many hours of the day just for a subpar product. But but you know what? It's not just you. NFL ratings are down across the nation, and people are freaking out that no one's watching football anymore. Yeah, I, I kind of 
enjoy being a part of that. <laughs> right. And that, well, and it makes you wonder, what is that? Is that a bunch of frustrated Raven fans? I mean, why are so many people not watching football anymore? The, I think the NFL's gotten a bit of a bad rap the past few years with, you know, a lot of off the field stuff that's going on. Yeah, and, that doesn't help. No, it definitely doesn't help. And I feel like I feel like we've been over drenched in football in NFL between Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday all day, fantasy football, uh, every sports talk radio uh, and ESPN have decided that the NFL is more important than everything else. It's NFL nonstop. But but on the other side of the argument, if the Ravens were five and one or even four and two, yeah, it'd be different. Yeah, sure. A if, if my fantasy team had won more than one game so far this season, it'd be a little different. You know, it, it for me, it's been a bad few weeks, and I'm I'm losing interest even more and more as the weeks progress because of the way right. that things are going. But that's one person, let alone exactly. the entire nation. I, mean, I, I can't speak for myself. I mean, there's something about fantasy football. I think when it first came out, it was new, it was novel, it was it was like awesome. And I think every year my interest in fantasy football goes down a little bit. Yeah, and part of that for me is is daily fantasy. Okay, I, I like my Fanduel because that is even you know what me in my either. in my fantasy football I've got Cam Newton. And he sucks every week. And I got press, and so I switched to Prescott, and he's done okay. But my team sucks. I'm two and four in fantasy football. But I get to pick new guys every week. I didn't yeah. have to ride with Gronk on my bench for three weeks in in Fanduel. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not in Fanduel or anything. I'd have my league that I've been in for ten years and twelve years. This is our thirteenth season, and uh, Adrian Peterson went down in week two, and like forget it. Yeah, exactly. I, I started without without Gronk. That was my number one pick. I mean, that gives a problem. Can, can I put a po- you mentioned you mentioned Prescott? Can I put a positive spin on the Ravens season here? Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty optimistic about the Ravens' chances this year. Okay, well, we have a 19 percent chance of making the playoffs right, right now <laughs> because we get to go up against uh, we get a we get the Jets this week, which is not shouldn't be too bad. But then we get a week off. Then we get what Steelers? Yeah, I mean, how it's Patriots. looking is the Steelers are a game ahead of us. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just got beat by a really bad Miami Dolphins team. Now, Ben got hurt in sure. that game. Sure, but they were losing before Ben got hurt. Yeah. Now, uh, so we're, we're game back still. Next week, we face the Jets, who just got destroyed by the Cardinals, and they looked absolutely terrible Monday night. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Steelers, with their backup quarterback, I don't know who it is now. It's not Michael Vick. It's... Uh, like Landry Jones or something. Is Charlie Batch still there? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I wish, uh, but it's it's uh, maybe Cordero Del Stewart. Uh, but but it's 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 going to be Pittsburgh versus the Patriots with a backup quarterback. That's a loss. There's sure. zero chance the Steelers win that game. Yeah. But were you watching the Ravens game? Then you then they both have a bye. So at that point next week, I'm telling you, when we talk next week, it's going to be both teams will be tied for first, four and three. Both okay. teams. That's that's guarantee. good. Then next week Pittsburgh has a bye mm-hmm. and we have a bye. Right. So then we, bo- we both, both come coming off. off a bye, we play the uh, Steelers. The Steelers Sunday, which yep. is a huge game at home in Baltimore. And, and the, every, every it doesn't matter the injuries. I mean, we saw last year we were playing with uh, Mallet and they were playing for their playoff hopes and we beat them. Yeah. Like it's always a toss up. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And then after that, so who knows who's going to win that game? But after that. We face the Browns at home on a Thursday. At home night. on a Thursday night, short week. Uh, what, what do you call that? Splash the color night. 
What's that thing? Color, Color Rush. Rush. Color Rush. I'll watch that game. You'll watch for the jerseys? Yeah, I'll watch the jerseys. Have you seen any of the Color Rush games this year? They all suck. Have you seen Yeah, the Thursday night games have been terrible. Ravens, Browns, it's going to be a terrible football game. Yeah, really. Plus, you're going to get purple and brown all mixed up. But I think we can. It's going to look horrible. Grape soda, diarrhea. But I think we still have a pretty good chance to beat the Browns at home. Yes. Meanwhile, the Steelers. Meanwhile. Have to face Dallas, who's been better than Pittsburgh this year. Yeah. So I'm maybe just, they'll put Romo back. And the here. Bengals have been really bad too. I'm just looking at our division, and I think someone could win this division with nine games. Sure. I think the Ravens could get to that nine game mark, and who knows, right? When part of the problem is you have tons of injuries. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully by the end of the season, start getting these guys back. We we did see improvements in the offense this week. Uh, we saw at least we saw a, a new offense, as in we saw them run the ball more. We saw. Uh, Terrence West get the ball a lot more, a lot more carries than he's gotten all season. And we've seen Joe throw the long ball deep. It didn't work out as well as we'd like, but it's all stuff to build on with this new offensive coordinator. Yeah, and hopefully with Ronnie Stanley coming back. I mean, we were missing Jan and Stanley. We had right. every guy, almost every guy playing out of position. Yep. Almost every guy is a backup in there. So when they come back healthy, it, it, it's going to help our on team. The, yeah, on the other side of the ball, our defense is really banged up. Yep. So we'll see if Jimmy Smith's able to come back from the concussion. Uh, how long? Suggs, uh, who knows how long Suggs is going to be out? So, so you're making a good argument. I'm down on it right now, but uh, but Josh, I'll be the first one like pushing you to call Dominique Foxworth for Super Bowl tickets if it comes to that. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh <laughs> fans are like jumping off the bridge too, saying we're screwed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, so are Bengals fans. So I mean, the Bengals are two I'm, and I'm four. Not, yeah. I'm not saying we're good. But I'm saying we could still make no. the playoffs. We can make the playoffs and be one and done, and then that'll be great. And, and we whatever. see this. We see this NFL all the time. Like the Eagles, first three weeks of the season look like the best team in football. Yeah, they look now really they're good. terrible. Yeah, we just see teams go up and down so sporadically that who knows? I mean, we saw the Bills be terrible for the is, first three game season. Now they're unstoppable. Is John Harbaugh on the hot seat? No, you don't think so? Nope. Uh, I think if we're 500 or below, he is. I think. I think for sure. When you yeah. have a sucky year last year, and now you. You don't think you fired your offensive coordinator to make a statement that you're making a change to save yourself? Yeah, I think there's zero chances. Unless, barring a total meltdown, like we don't win another game all year. Mm-hmm. Or like a total, like a, like a Brian Billick locker room uh, revolt or whatever. In 2007, we won four wins. That was the last time we had the number of injuries that we have right now. 2007? 2007. Okay. We had four wins after all that. A lot of injuries, and that's that's then where we got a low draft seed where we got to draft Flacco and Rice. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think his job's in danger. Been hanging out with film study, learning a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Man, Josh is all knowledgeable these days. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, so I'm still down on it right now, but I also feel like you can turn on the game in the, halfway through the fourth quarter and enjoy the game and, and uh, save yourself three hours of your that, life. That, exactly. That's how I was feeling. Suddenly, is football starting to become like basketball, like hockey, where you really just need the final five minutes of the game? Sure. I'd argue that baseball can be that way, too. All sports in general just depends on what's important in life. <laughs> like, who's the, ba- who's the president? Base- baseball is harder to judge when that final five minutes is going to be. Sure. I mean, you, you, you game starts at 7, you turn it on around 8.30, pop the score. All right, eh, I'll watch the rest of this game. Yeah, we'll if it's a National League game, it'll be the second inning. <laughs> well, Josh, you may be spending enough time with film study, but I don't, I don't think you're spending enough time with, with Bert. Because according to Jacob Rock, he says, uh, and he's in our their chat room where you can watch us live every Tuesday on Facebook at 7.30, he says that the Browns are wearing all white that game that the, the the color rush game not brown they ran all white that's 
why why would a brown team wear white? That makes no sense. Because they're the Browns and they're terrible at everything they do. Yeah, because the city of at Cleveland least we've won three win, games. Doesn't this year. win anything. Except baseball or basketball. Wouldn't it be great if the Indians win too? Cleveland has been the laughing stock of professional well, sports for point, 30 years. At that point, I want to just root for the Browns. Just <laughs> just go for it all. They're 0-6, Josh. <laughs> hey, not, they're already mathematically eliminated. <laughs> no, I don't, I I don't think, think they're eliminated from the season yet. started. <laughs> not, not if they only need nine wins to win. If the Browns get good all of a sudden, you know it's the end times. Uh, maybe, maybe LeBron can go give him a nice big, uh, a big uh, speech like he did the Indians. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, uh, out of all the baseball teams left, the Blue Jays are the only ones that I don't want to win. I don't, you know, I, I'd love to see the Indians win for Cleveland. I, I came around on the fact that I don't want the Cubs to win. You don't? No. Oh, I kind of, I, I, I wouldn't I, mind seeing that. I think that'd be I like cool. the Cubs. I'd, I, I'd like to see the Cubs maybe go to the World Series. I like the idea that the Cubs haven't won in a hundred years. Can there's and that that goes away. Yeah, you, you lose that. And that's well, part of their identity. What's the point of the Cubs next year if they win the World Series? No one will care. No, and and so how many bandwagon people are on the Cubs? A lot of people. That's is that why there's something about the Cubs that bothers me. Well, I I I, I want to like I like I like Joe Madden. I, I, I like I like like uh, Chris Bryant. I like the players on that team. I like Jack Garrietta kind of I, in I, a weird complicated way. But there's something about me that doesn't allow me to root for the Cubs. I don't really know what it is. I kind of feel like they're the Yankees. Like they bought this. High payroll. Yeah, like yeah. like they bought, the, paid, and decided, you know what? We're going to finally start being good. We're going to win a World Series. Let's just open the open the paychecks, whatever it takes. Sign Lester, sign Hayward. In. Yeah, exactly. I f- it feels really manufactured. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. The, you've mentioned the Cubs, who haven't won a World Series since 1908. Uh, 1908. It's 107 years ago. They have the longest drought in Major League Baseball. Do you know what team has the second longest the drought? The Cleveland Indians. That's correct. Cleveland Indians haven't won in 67 years. What about the Washington Nationals? They've never won. Never. Yeah, never. Well, and, the, and the Expos, and, and the Expos the, began in 1969. Right. Remember, the Expos were going to win in 1994 if it weren't for that strike. Yeah, Dan Duquette's team, right? Yeah, yeah. Dan, that's Dan Duquette's biggest regret in life. Two teams that have never even appeared in a World Series. The Nationals slash Expos and one other. The Astros? Nope. Nah. Uh, never appeared in World Series. Never appeared. Never. In the it's not the it's a new team, but it's not the Marlins. Oh, the Rockies? Nope. No, the Rockies no. won. No, the Rockies won. Marlins have won. Yeah. Unless you're counting Miami instead of Florida. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna go American League. American League. Can you give me a division? Let's narrow it down. AL here. West. Angels. Nope. Rangers. Nope. Rangers have been in a World Series. Mariners never yeah. won. Mariners. Mariners. Seattle Mariners have never been to a World really? Series. Really? Even yep. with those Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, well, that's the never. famous, like, what, 105 uh, win year, and they went out in the right. first round. Yep. Right. There are, let's see, one, they, two, didn't they three, lead the league four, in, like, home five, runs one year, six. too? There are six teams that have never won a World Series. Actually, no, eight. Uh, but the Rockies and the Rays don't really count because they just began in the 90s. Uh, six teams that prior to the 1980s that have never won a World Series. That would be the Rangers, the Astros, the Brewers, the Padres, the Nationals, and the Mariners. Yeah, we talk about the Orioles drought being long. That's crazy. Well, they have a drought they've never been, never won since they've been a franchise. Right. Yeah. What What sucks more, never winning or winning when you were like a child and never seeing it <laughs> as an adult and just hearing the stories of, of when the Orioles were great? So you got those first two, the Cubs and the Indians. Then but, we have those six that I just mentioned. After yeah. those six, Pittsburgh and then Baltimore. 
Okay. But for the record, like the Cubs and Indians, they've had a lot of good teams. Sure. And they haven't been terrible for the past, you know. The Indians were at They least haven't been terrible like the Orioles have been terrible for the The past. Indians were in the World Series in 97, which we all remember well. Yeah. Um, the Cubs haven't been to a World Series since 1945, which they lost. Really? They haven't been to a World Series? Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Is, are you? Do you also have a little bit of anger? With the fact that it's Arietta and Rich Hill pitching tonight, <laughs> now that we're, we're in the NLCS and it's two former Orioles, I think no, it's kind of it cool. doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, whatever. It has nothing to do with the Orioles, but I, I, I think also a little bit of the Cubs annoyance. I know they're nerd lovers over there, like paying Jason Hayward because he's his WAR and his sabermetrics numbers were so good. He got a ton of money. Nerd lovers. Yeah, they're just the Theo Epstein over do there. You, they you, just love nerds. They just love the nerd stats. Yeah, and the and Orioles. Very sabermetric we family. haven't heard much about the Orioles doing sabermetrics. Do you? Is that something you want? I know. Well, they have a department in sabermetrics. Right. But I think it's like maybe two dudes. It. Yeah. I wonder if we can get one of those nerds on. Yeah. On maybe. Hey, how crazy is it if the Cubs do win the World Series that for a guy like Theo Epstein? who ends the Red Sox drought of 100 years or whatever it was in 2004, yeah. and then he goes to Chicago and ends their 100-plus-year drought. He becomes a baseball god in How two old cities. do you think he is? But, uh, uh, he's like 38. No, he's older than that. I would say he's mid-40s. He's, he'll turn 43 in December. Yeah. But, that, but and that that's means, insane. He was, in a, he was younger than us when he ended the Red Sox drought. Yeah. Save your two franchises. Again, what are we doing with our lives? But Seriously. Again, <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you, if Theo came to Baltimore, would he win a World Series? Oh, I don't care about that. Because I just think that this guy is a way better person than I'll ever be. But I don't <laughs> I don't think he is. I, I don't th- think there's anything special about him. He go, he's go, Oh, shut to, up. They brought him to Boston. Well, how can you they say there's nothing yeah. special about him? <laughs> they brought him to Boston. They opened up the checkbooks. They let him do whatever. They'd send him to Chicago, open Josh, up the checkbooks, look at the Cubs' whatever. young players. Look at what they've done they with do young have, players. Yes. And I'd say those and came before. And that goes to the top. Him. Oh, I, I mean, we can break I mean, it down. But has he been there? Two years, three years. I want. I want to say three years. But yeah, I think the general manager, like he, I would rather have him than Dan Duquette. Two thousand one. Fine, I would Cubs. too. And you know how many? There's I five can, years he's been with the Cubs. I know about three okay. general managers, but I can say there's at least eight general managers I'd rather have than Dan Duquette. Just, I mean, I don't even have to know their names. I can just look at teams and say. Uh, I don't see what Dan Duquette has done for this team except for the Rule 5 draft he has good luck at and the little dumpster <laughs> dive in. <laughs> and the Rule Nelson 5, Cruz. like what is that? Exactly. How has our team really improved <laughs> exactly. from the Rule 5 guys? Exactly. How do you build a team with pitching? And Dan Duquette has not shown me a single thing he can do with pitching. Yeah, I mean it's uh, – yeah, I mean I, my only argument for that is we saw all the guys that came before Dan Duquette so it can be a lot worse than Dan. Oh yeah, yes, yes. And <laughs> How about that's like my only argument. The co-GMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we don't even. But, we're gonna start making up titles here. Like outside of Andy McPhail, there's been a, a, a whole lineage of just terrible GMs right. for the Orioles. But I'm interested a little bit about a new GM because we've had a couple years now of grooming Brady Anderson, and we know that Buck and du- Dan Duquette have bumped heads in with some stuff, like Hanzu Kim. Uh, we we assume yeah I don't know we what know we that know, du- but we, we know assume, yeah. that Buck was not happy with the rumors of Duquette trying to go to Toronto. Sure. I wonder if Buck and a guy like Brady would work better together. Can, but can, can and I wonder uh, what's Brady's real role as special advisor to Dan Duquette. Here, here here's my issue with that. I always feel like in it, at, it, when you're when you're doing things like running a baseball team. 
conflict can be a good thing. Like I want conflict about Hyunsoo Kim. I want I want conflict between my I don't want right. my GM being a yes man for the manager. Right. Like I want two men with baseball minds, brilliant baseball minds, like Ned Yost type minds here. You know, <laughs> going back at and debating to make the best decisions. I don't want a bunch of yes men. I don't want Brady Anderson just to be Buck Walters yes man. You know, I'm watching this show. It's called The Pitch. It's a, it's about a real baseball team. The San Diego Padres. Okay. I'm familiar with the All baseball right. team. <laughs> and their owner told the GM to fire the manager. And the GM wouldn't do it because he was friends with the manager. So I think we need a little conflict. <laughs> you know, there was a news report in Toronto that uh, saw the, the, I guess, preview or something for the pitch. And they ran it like it was a new, real story. They thought that there finally was a girl pitcher in the major leagues. I thought there was for the Padres. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and Zach Morris has a comeback as a catcher. I would love that. Yeah, and, and Tim Tebow plays baseball. Come hey, on, guys. And he's healing <laughs> hey, lives in the dugout. Yeah, he saved a guy, a guy in the stands. and <laughs> Laying to, the hands on people. Today he got his first AFL hit. Yeah. The question is healing guys in the dugout. The only question is, is anyone surprised? No. 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 Just Why Tebow isn't he running Tebow? for president? Tim yeah. Tebow could win. Tim Tebow could do so much more with his life than sports. He would win the South. Yeah. <laughs> He'd win Florida. Florida. You need Florida to be president. That's a, that's a crucial state. Swing state. Swing state. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got um, I got some thoughts on this uh, on what the Orioles. Can I thought look. we were talking football. Oh, we were. The bird started. How this. did we get into baseball? I, it was probably this. me. It was probably me. I remember the point where I thought, do I want to kind of pull this thing back, or should I just let it go? I mean, it is natural <laughs> that we'll always go baseball. And we did play the the football theme song at the top of the show. Does that matter? I mean, we're Baltimore sports. Are we? Are we? We're uh, gonna blast if we want. As, as, can we? Uh, as sports fans, are if we? If we knew anything, are we? Are we done? Are we writing the season off for the Ravens? No. How about for the Orioles? We're done with that season. Their season's over. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, I don't even. How did we get to the Orioles? But either way, no. I think the Ravens still have a shot, though. It's it's been an ugly three weeks. Yeah, we've we've gone through stretches of ugliness before, where we still make the playoffs and still win a game or two in the playoffs. Um, just, so no, I just my whole deal was I just. You know, I needed a few personal weeks off. So yeah. what are you doing this week? I'm I'm not going to watch the game again. I'll tune it in halfway through the fourth quarter probably. So, you, so you're going to give it at least through uh, through the Through break. the bye week. The yeah, bye yeah, week. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When the Ravens need a break, you need a break off. Yeah, especially if they can win, if they can beat the Jets on Sunday. I think they will. Then I, I, will, be, I will be back into the swing of things. They'll get the bye week. And then you got two games in a matter of four days. That are big games. Yeah. A- AFC North opponents, I'll be all in. Yeah, I think it's um, – and I don't know if, if film studies talked all about this, but I think one of the things – the big story that no one's really talking about is the Ravens – I think they would be undefeated the, the, playing the if, if game. If they won all the games. If they won all the games. If they scored more points than their opponents each game, they'd they win. would win each game. No. <laughs> they'd, go, they'd go undefeated. <laughs> I think that's how it goes, yeah. No, our, our inability to get the ball in the end zone when you're in the red zone well, let's talk about that. Fourth, fourth and one, and they went for it. Yeah. Yeah. On the goal line. Leaving points on the board. Which I haven't heard a single person agree with the call. As far as not just the decision to go, but the decision to do like a, a outside toss as the, the, the play to- call. The toss was is ridiculous. So either you hate the play call or you, say or go you hate up the, the decision. Right. Yeah, it's either go up the middle or kick the field goal. Yeah. And the, t- and the, the toss, the end around thing. Didn't work. 
Terrence West is really good about jumping up for a yard and a half. Right. That's his thing. Right. It didn't Runs work. Line, it didn't work when you were four yards away and you tried to go up and over. But when you're one but yard, half a yard, you can get it. Even when you're four it. away, you got two yards. Right. So just exactly. do it again. You're exactly. In. Right. Simple. I think sometimes these coaches try to be too too cute. Yeah. They they, they over they overcoach. Yeah. Like just do what works. Even if the other team knows what's coming. Like you know what's coming with Zach Britton, just and then but it, you let your best go against their best and right. see what happens. And then that play where uh, Young and Weddle ran into each other and then gave up the touchdown. Yeah, to it was just a crappy play, yeah. Um, mistake. Yeah, I, I think Young admitted that it was his technique that was the problem. And, and film study watched the film and he said Weddle was out of position. Okay, it was and Weddle, Weddle in the post game, Weddle took full responsibility for yeah. the loss. He was like, "It's on us." Yeah, film study said Young was just being the rookie guy taking the blame when really it was Weddle's fault. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, and how about Odell Beckham? What a, what a what character a, what he a is. jerk. First thing he he's, does... He's, it's Jose Batista on the football field. Oh, he's 100 <laughs> times worse than Jose Batista. First thing he does, takes off his helmet so everyone can see his well, face. What's, what's with the NFL and all year we've been having these stupid taunting penalties and nothing that Beckham does is, is taunting? They got penalized for taking his helmet off. For yeah. taking his helmet off, not yeah. for taunting. Well, it's all that's all done on the sidelines. I just don't think you can do it on the taunting is when, when you get in the opponent's he, face. He did jumping jacks and stuff in the end zone. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can you penalize them outside of taking? Like, can you give them two penalties? I mean, it's sure. It's, it'll still be just be fifteen yards. One will be declined, right? Yeah. And you right, right, one of right. But I mean, eventually, like a guy like Odell Beckham, I'm just curious. I'm going to sit back and see what happens because he's the type of player. That can destroy an entire football team. Right. So I'm just going to sit back and see and what happens to the Giants because things are going south of the Giants. Things will start going and south this, of Beckham and first, it's going to blow up. Right. And this was his first good game this yeah. year. So people were worried that he was destroying it. Yeah. I also wonder if when you do that stuff, if when you're a jerk like that, don't you just make yourself a target to the other team? Like, don't they then want to just hit you harder and maybe get a little cheap shot in on you? Yeah. And I, I, I didn't see any of his teammates really embracing him. He was kind of just doing his own thing. Yeah. He's a. Like, Eli Manning was not there giving him a hug. Eli Manning was just, you know, went back to the bench. And so he's all on his own. <laughs> he's all business, baby. He's all on his own doing all that nonsense. I don't think his teammates really like him. Other other people on other teams really don't like him, obviously. Uh, so, on the one hand, I guess you can say he's good for the sport because I think sometimes jerks are good for sports. It's, it's fun to hate people. I, he was hated before Sunday. I mean, we don't see the Giants all that much. So, you know, his personality isn't in our face all the time. But teams like fans of teams like the Redskins and the Cowboys and the Eagles who have to face him twice a year don't like him and they got a lot of enjoyment out of seeing the uh kicker's net smack him in the face a couple yeah, weeks that ago. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was that's good old good old sports fun right there. Yeah. Is there any more uh football or should we should we just go with Burt's transition to baseball? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all Ravens out. I'm, I'm gonna watch the game on Sunday. I'm not going to the aquarium. I'm not going to the Baltimore Zoo. Okay. I'm not going to. I wasn't gonna invite you. I was trying to think about you, but you're, you're, you're in trouble after next week because they, those are the only kid-friendly things to do in Baltimore. That's right. It's the zoo and the aquarium. After that, <laughs> there's nothing kid-friendly yeah, in Baltimore. That you can do uh, the what's the thing inside across the street from uh, pl- uh, power plant? Club Iguana. Oh, Port Discovery? Yeah, that's oh, a Port dump. Discovery. Don't go to Port Discovery. I'm not that's going a dump. No way. No way. All right, let, let's transition to some more of those I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I 
Okay, we're now joined by Eric from Barstool Sports. Hey, Eric, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, nothing much. Just talking a little football, a little, little Orioles talk. Uh, so, Eric, you posted uh, your your awards, right, for the for the 2016 mm-hmm. – the RDTs. Let me let me call them what RDs? they are. The RDs? Is it the RDTs or the, R, or, or the RDs? Yeah, the, the RDTs. It was, it was a takeoff of Michael Scott's Dundies. <laughs> Okay. From, uh, the office. That, that's like that's a ten year old reference, right? Yeah. Hey, hey, I I rewatch that show at least twice a year, so it's still fresh in my mind. Okay. I thought <laughs> I thought your website and you yourself, Eric, was supposed to appeal to the young people. The young people still into to, to the office? Um, I'm not sure about the young people. I think so. I mean it's on Netflix, so I feel like, you know, everyone everyone's gotten a chance to watch it. I I mean I, I know when I was in college that's pretty much all I did that was binge watch the office and that explains my grades so i i, I think uh, you know young kids are still watching it though all right be careful i think you're showing your age a bit though all right be careful with that stuff <laughs> i pop that on netflix True. every once in a while you just pick a random episode from a random season and know you're gonna get a few good chuckles out of it yeah it's one of those shows it's, exactly it's, it's because, a rerun show yeah well, because i i know i don't i know i don't have to pay attention and you know because i can i've seen each episode enough times where i can kind of just play it over <laughs> in my head and you know and like i said if i I'll throw it on if I'm blogging or something like that, and it'll, it'll give me a good chuckle in the background. That's true. That's you know true. what it is? It is, for the generation below us, what Seinfeld was for us. Sure. What we can just put on. Yeah. 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 If you start making the Seinfeld re- references, though, you really will be showing your age. So I would stay away from Seinfeld. Uh, and maybe put in, like, flip in a little bit of New Girl there, okay? Because that's what the kids are into now, New Girl's a show, right? I yeah. I haven't seen any new girl, but okay. um, I did see that there was an article that came out today that like broke down every baseball player and reference that's ever been on Seinfeld. So that I put that on my reading list for tonight. That's, oh, that's, that's very a cool. good article. Yeah, nice. that that covers a few Orioles. Of course, and of, of course, Buck, Buck was the manager. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they kind of laid out they laid out the field, and you know, Jay Buhner was in left, and uh, Buck was the manager. So probably a lot of Yankees that, that in there. Seemed, that was a neat concept. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. All right. So, so let's get to your to your RDTs. You have um, Manny Machado as your MBO, kind of just props for your originality. Is is he going to? Uh, can we can we write Manny Machado every as long as he stays in Oriole? Is he just going to be the MBO every single year? Um, I, I mean, I think so. Unless they go out and trade for Mike Trout or someone like that, you know. Dude, I, is that I mean, possible? If if we don't want to have anyone on Frederick or Bowie or half the Orioles team next year, it could be possible. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, realistically, probably not. Obviously, um, but I mean, it. I think he's he's easily the best player on the team. I think he's a top ten player right now in baseball, and he's only yeah. getting better. We saw him take another step forward this year, which was scary after the twenty the twenty um, fourteen year we were or twenty fifteen we were saying you know. Think about if he, if he can go to that next level, and this year he did, and he's only getting bigger and stronger, and, you know, the doubles we saw in 2013, are, are those are flying, you know, 10 rows deep. So I, I, I think we have to think he's still – there's is there another level for him? Like, that's, that's scary to think just about how good he would be, but I think he's still on the upswing, obviously. He's only, what, 20, 24, I think? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah he, he's definitely on the there, upswing. There's a lot of talk of Manny Machado this offseason, and, you know, getting him a new deal and everything. But what I really want to know mm-hmm. is what ugly tattoo will he get this off season? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe a dog tattoo. I've seen his, his little puppy. <laughs> you know, he could add that. Um, 
I mean, I, I feel like a dog tattoo is better than a tattoo of a girlfriend or a wife because you, you never you never break up with your dog. <laughs> yeah, and, and not only did Manny Machado win your NBO, but I think you were spot on, Eric, about the best moment Manny Machado taking out Yordano Van, Van Tora. Uh, was there, in your, in your running down of moments, was there even like a close second? Um, the, the Kim home run late in the season to sure. kind of, you know, that, that, that last week kind of propelled them. That was, that was neat. Um, trying to even like the, the Jonathan scope home run against, uh, the giants, things like that. Um, I, you could also go, you know, the, what was the walk off against, um, chat or not the walk off the, uh, it wasn't a walk off. Was it against Chapman, um, in Baltimore, leader, right. leaders line one up yeah, the middle. The leaders base I, I can't remember if that was, was that bottom eight or bottom nine? I think it was bottom eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, stuff like that, but the, the Ventura fight was just, that just jumped out to me right away. And I think <laughs> sure. in, in 10 years, I'm still going to be watching that, those highlights on YouTube or, you know, my 3d projector or whatever we have in 10 years. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that, that, that's going to be the lasting image for me. Um, at least for this, the 2016 year. You, you want to hear a little bit of that? Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. play it. Orioles ahead five to one. And he's drilled and Manny's going after him. And here we go. And Manny and Ventura are going at it on the mound. And this is a big-time brawl at Camden Yards. And there's a scramble around the pitcher's mound. There's a bunch of shoving and pushing, and some punching going on, too. Machado did not hesitate, and now Trumbo's going after somebody. A lot of holding and shoving around right now. And now the bullpens get in on it as they come in toward the infield. Manny and Ventura still barking at each other, and Manny is being pulled away by C.B. Buckner. You can, you can tell those announcers are really good at, at calling fights. A lot of shoving and pushing and uh, some punches. Well, this has been a good year of fights, right? Like, we had that fight. The Bautista-Door fight was, you know, as good of a punch as you're going to ever see in a no baseball doubt. field. So this was a good year in terms of fights, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, we, we saw some quality some quality scuffles this year. It wasn't a, just a bunch of people running out from the dugout and kind of stand, or from the bullpens and kind of just standing around. Yeah, and mostly thanks to the Royals and Blue Jays. So thank you, Royals and Blue Jays, for being jerks. <laughs> maybe they, maybe Batista ends up on the Royals next year. That'd be fun. So you had Eric fit in with that culture quite nice. Yeah, he would. Sorry, he on. would that jerk culture. Can you let me ask questions, Eric? Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you have for your most improved Oriole, you, you put Jonathan Scope. Now, I I don't know because I think scope is a tough one, right? Because expectations for him for it was were so high, and his like, improvement there was, a lot of talk, was just an inch. Or there so. was a lot of talk about thirty home runs, um, but it, which he didn't reach. What was your your thinking behind uh, giving Jonathan Scope the most improved? I just think we saw him just become such a complete player from not not only you know I mean him him at the plate he was I mean what was he at three hundred midway through was that June or July? Yeah, he was he was great the first half of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think any of us thought that he would get up there, especially after the last, you know, his season last year. We saw him when he came back from the injury. We said, well, he's just looks, he looks like he's going up there to swing. He doesn't look like a hitter. He's just kind of guessing at everything. This year, I think he came with a better approach. Um, you know, he, he was dry. He had a, a ton of doubles. Um, so I just, I just thought he became a much better hitter at the plate and just in the field. He was great to watch. I mean, he was he was good last year, but it's – I feel like this year we really saw we, we kind of missed out on the um, the double play combination with Hardy, but like that that month month and a half when we saw him and Manny at second and short, it was like you know just, it was the minors for them all over again, just having fun playing baseball. 
and I don't. I, I think he just I, he took another step forward. Um, which and like I said, I, I next year we're going to expect the same thing. Maybe thirty home runs. I think he had a he, he had a rough September. Um, I think he got tired. I think you know Buck could have sat him a few days because uh, it looked like his his legs were getting tired and he was yeah. his swing was a little slow at the end of the year. But I, I mean, I, I I think it was between him and Trumbo for most improved, and it was obviously hard for me to say Trumbo because I arguably I mean I didn't watch much of him last year at all. Sure. Um, and I was going to say Trumbo just because of the home runs, but that's you know I I, I think Scope had a a better I don't know, not a better year, but I think he he out he out excelled the uh, the performance that I thought he was going to put up this year. Yeah, that's fair I, enough. I think you could put Tillman into that conversation as well. Tillman took a big step it seemed this year, uh, especially yeah. the first half of the season when he was really on pace for that maybe a chance at twenty and what did he end at sixteen. Sixteen, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tillman's one of those guys Even, where, like, it was a, a a step forward two years ago, a step backwards last year. Right. They kind of regained his form. Yep. Yeah, and Gossman too. I, I think I yeah. talked about him. Not so much. Not so much the numbers. I mean, you know, obviously the win. The I think he what was he nine and twelve. I think, but just just I mean, the ERA um, was lower, and he just looked like the eye test. He was a much better pitcher this year. His stuff was a lot crisper, and he had a lot more. He's piecing together more of those games where we said, okay, this is it, especially in the second half of the year, that, that little late run that he had. And remember all those great starts at the beginning of the year he had with no run support? Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, we literally, if he right. gave up one run, he was losing. Yeah, and that's and, that, and that's another guy, like Machado, like Scope, Gossman's another guy that's still on the upswing. Uh, speaking of guys on the upswing, for me, like, my, my favorite thing about the 2016 Orioles season and my biggest surprise, and you talked about him being a blast from the past, is Dylan Bundy. I I I thought he would be in the he would be hidden in the pen the entire year. He'll pitch till June, and then he'll get hurt and be out for the rest of the season. That's was that was what my expectation was. But he turned out to be a really important piece uh, in our playoff run. Yeah, I I thought that he would be Jason Garcia from last year. Exactly. Yes. You kind of throw you throw him in the mop up games. They're up they're up eight or they're down nine. You know stuff like that. Let him, yeah, let him come out of the bullpen, and yeah, he would go down with some phantom injury, you know, near after the All Star break, and they would they would rehab him. He'd get some rehab starts. But I mean, you know, Buck, I, Buck knows. You know, I, I don't know if I can if I'm still allowed to say this in Baltimore. Buck knows how to use the bullpen. And <laughs> he used him perfect that the first half of the year. I think I think he really he really showed you know what a weapon he was. And I just remember watching that game against the Dodgers when he struck at seven. And I think that's when it kind of the light bulb kind of came on for all of us, and we said, you know what? I think I think he's definitely going to make some starts this year. And I think it was just a few weeks later, that uh, or a few games later that we saw him step in. So I I didn't really have an award for him. I wanted to make one. So I was I just wanted to, you know, I mean, he he had a great year. I think from from definitely his standpoint. I don't know what he thought would be what he would get out of this year coming into it, but I think he has to be happy. I think he won he won ten games, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. I, yeah, I, I mean that's. And I think the whole goal into the season. Sorry, go on. I, well, I was going to say the whole goal. I think for for him and for the Orioles was can you stay healthy for an entire year? That's it. Mm-hmm. As long as his arm was attached to his body at the end of the year, I think we would have been happy. Yeah. And you know, if I if I would have told you the night before the season at Birdland Radio, if I would have said Dylan Bundy is going to have ten wins, you would have said where at Frederick or Bowie, when <laughs> exactly, or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I I think it was I think it was a good year for him. So and I, again, I'm excited for next year with him. 
Yeah. And it's got to give us hope for next year that we just talked about three Orioles starting pitchers as big improvements this year. Absolutely. All right. Um, Eric, let, let, let's get into this. I, I hate a lot of things in this world, right? I hate Jose Bautista. I hate David Ortiz. I hated that show Smallville when Lana Lang stopped being a sh- <laughs> part of the show because I loved her as a character. I hate it when I hated The Office after Michael Scott left. Like, I, I hate a lot of things. But, Eric, mm-hmm. I don't think I hate anything in this world as much as you hate Jason LaCanfora. <laughs> and you spent a good part of your awards going over Jason LaCanfora. Where does this hate come from, Eric? It just comes from him being a bandwagon <laughs> Orioles fan. He gives us, yes. you know, he gives us a bad name where he's, you know, one inning he's saying that, uh, the team has no heart. They need, you know, fire Buck. He lost, he lost the fastball. He doesn't know what he's doing out there. And meanwhile, you know, all you have to do is type in Jason Locking for a Red Sox, but either on Twitter or into Google. And first thing that pops up on Google is his his article from the Washington Post. Quote, Jason Lockenford explains how he went from being a Red Sox fan to an Orioles fan. Yeah. That's fine when you're seven years old and you're not <laughs> living and dying with the team like we are. Yeah. But as a grown man, I don't understand how you can make a switch from one, you know, from one team to the other. Just because, I think his reasoning was, oh, I, you know, when I came to Baltimore, they got good, so I started following them. That's a, that's a BS, you know, excuse to, to switch to a team. Like, we're just I don't be a man for me one time and stick with your team. I just I I hate it. I don't like him. I hate his, you know, because like I said, he trashes the Orioles on Twitter relentlessly if they have a bad game. And yeah. then the next day, I see he's tweeting Jack from All Time Low talking about I'll see you at the playoff game. And you know what? He will because he can get those tickets when guys like me and you guys, you know, are watching every every game, living and dying with them. And he's he's calling it quits after August. But you know he'll be there right behind the screen for the playoff game. So I had to. I figured this was my last shot to do it. My last chance to take a shot at him. Yeah. Until, and, uh, and you took it or something. Yeah. All right. Till next season when he starts reminding everyone again that he was born on the streets of Highland Town. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. What is he? Just a phony. He's. And I, I saw him. I saw him at FanFest I think two years ago, and I wanted to say something to him. But he was with his kids, and I, did, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. I just wanted to ask him, you know, what it, what it felt like to, to, you know, hop on and off the bandwagon. So that guy's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make it. Eric, we're going to – I hope we have you on here as kind of a recurring guest. And I'm going to make it my goal in every interview with you to somehow slip in a Jason Lockham for a question uh, just because it's fun to hear you talk about him. It's, it's like how they always bring the Baltimore accent into Tim uh, – Coaching. Right. With same, the, same type of thing. Absolutely. Is, is, is absolutely. If, is a, if you want to get me fired up, yeah, you just, just say JLC and that'll light a fire underneath. See, see, but my theory is with JLC that he is actually good for Twitter because he's one of like, it's Jose Batista. We hate him, but he's good for baseball. It's J, J, JLC the same way. Everyone hates him, but he's good for Twitter. It's entertaining stuff, right? Or no, it's just stupid. I'd like to yeah, see Machado I, hit him. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I get I get Red Sox fans in my Twitter, you know, you know, in my in my messages saying, you know, what's up with your boy Lock and Fora? And I say, no, 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 he's not my boy. He's your <laughs> boy. He's one of you guys. He's a, you know, he's a Red Nobody Sox wants fan. him. I, I have that. Yeah, no one wants to claim him. I know all the Royal fans hate him because he he went hard after them, which I, you know, I, I obviously like that. I, I I will support anyone going against the Royal fans who are cicadas and come out of hiding every 29 years or whatever it is. Yeah, whenever but, good. Um, yeah, that's 
So, you know, if you ever want to get me fired up, like I said, just <laughs> toss, toss a JLC tweet my way. That's good to know. I'm going to go back to that well often, often. So that, 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 that's good to know. Well, Eric, we appreciate you, you. We appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your awards with us. Uh, it, was, it was fun talking to you. You can find Eric. Uh, Eric, do you want to tell the listeners where you can find your stuff? Yeah, um, you know, I tweet out all my articles during the season and stuff like that uh, from my Twitter at Barstool RDT. It's just the letters RDT. Those now stand for Roll Damn Tribe, as we're rooting <laughs> for the Indians. That's right. I love series. it. And, um, you know, and then, like I said, uh, follow me, uh, read my stuff over at barstoolsports.com and then just under the uh, our DMV tab over there. All right, cool, Eric. Well, thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. See ya. I just had a great idea. What? We should get JLC on our show. At the same time? And then ambush him and have <laughs> Eric RDT on the other line. That would be must-listen-to podcasts. We, got, right we got two lives now, right, Josh? We do. Yeah. We do. We could do that. But but I Ambush. Ambush. <laughs> but I think we got to do JLC it. I don't think JLC I think we'd have to do it in studio to get the video. <laughs> How great would that because, be? Because that, well, that Machado, Birdland Radio? the sound of that Machado Batista fight is okay the video is way better or yeah, even we better. Can be in the background with the mics forget yeah. the phone lines in studio ambush we have eric hiding in the laundry room literally the ambush him yeah. yeah well i don't know I, I think it'd be funnier if we have eric sitting at the table and lock and fora comes out of the closet yeah <laughs> Either, yeah we i would love to see jason like come, come out of the closet and we could be like you are not the father <laughs> it could be more povich up in here jerry yeah that'd be great <laughs> all right that'd, that'd be the goal all right intern when you come back be who maury povich maury povich he does the you know, uh the, the paternity test yeah. yeah but why would you go to maury not to uh maury's the maury's jerry. the original yeah jerry maury, maury was before jerry no yeah but when people think about people come out uh keeps coming out of the closet people come closet. who's pregnant uh paternity test i would always go to springer i don't think springer's on anymore I know, but no, that's now the it's a, but now Maury's still on every day, right? Is he? Is, is sure. Is Steve still on? Steve has his own show. Right? Steve, the security guard from Wilco's from or something. Jerry. Yeah. yeah, he used to be the bodyguard or the bouncer. Yeah, he, I never knew he even had his own show. If the intern ever comes back, maybe he I can get us talking for. They're both Orioles slash Red Sox fans. Yeah, they got that connection, yeah. that bond. But in fairness to the intern, he was young when he switched over back to the Orioles. Yeah, 20 years old. Now, time yeah. and they both switched about the same time when the Orioles started to get good. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Maury's show is still under, uh, still airing. It's under renewal for uh, till 2018. Nice. Still on. Well, we appreciate Eric coming on, and he is a great follow on Twitter. He tweets a lot. Yeah, a, a lot of gifts of himself. Like, yeah, a lot of pictures of, like, himself on, he does on gifts? stuff. Or he like it's got his face. It's got on a lot there. of his face on like a oh, gif or on a. Photo. He's really good. Yeah, put about uh, the Photoshop. He's he's yeah. good with the Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, depending on your definition of good, yes, he's active with the Photoshop. He's active, prolific with the Photoshop. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to our three up, three down segment. It's now time for three up and three down. This is a segment that. Um, we spring on Bert every week because right. I have no, idea, no right. idea it's coming. But where we say uh, a good thing that happened and a bad thing that happened this past week in Baltimore sports or Baltimore life or Baltimore or just living. In your life. Or just my life. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. My up is the Jerry Springer show, which is entering his 26th season. It's still going strong? Still going strong. That's what I'm talking about. There Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> is Jerry still the host? Yeah. Shouldn't it be like one of his sons that wasn't actually his son? 
the the it says the 25th season of Jerry Springer began on September 21st, 2015, and the 26th season of Jerry Springer started September 19th, 2016. He should be the moderator of the debates. Yeah, should be, be great. Jerry Springer one, Mari Povich another, and I don't know uh, Judge Judy the third. It'd be way more entertaining than these news people. It'd be a syndication election. My up. You're up. My, yep. I'm, I'm up with my up. I have uh, Francona's use of the closer. Now, there is some... Uh, I'm going to get into a little baseball talk here. I was going to say, this, I thought we were going to talk about this in much more detail, but let's do it. Yeah, yeah. This is... Um, I hope Buck Showalter is watching these these playoffs. There's been some ideas out there about trading Zach Britton. Yeah. And my initial response to be, my initial response was, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. Sure. Watching Andrew Miller pitch for the Indians has kind of convinced me that the Orioles should trade him. Okay. And the reason is because Buck Showalter has no idea how to use the best weapon on his team. Your best relief pitcher. Yeah, because your because your your argument would then be that you are typecasting him as a closer, right? And so You're he is locking him in, not as nearly as valuable as he could be. If 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 Buck if Buck Showalter knew how to use Zach Britton, he is you would never trade him in your life because you're watching what Andrew Miller's doing. And Andrew Miller here is in the postseason. By the way, when Andrew Miller was with the Orioles, uh, you guys remember that? Yeah, he was, he, he, he was middle reliever, seventh inning. Yeah. Every single time in the playoffs, came in seventh and seventh and seventh, every single time. Right now with the uh, with the Indians, yeah, he's come in in the fifth inning in the play. This playoffs, fifth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, seventh inning again, and eighth inning. In, yeah. his, in his appearances, he's pitched multiple innings multiple times, um, where we would use him occasionally for an inning, and maybe another out. Right, uh, so. They're putting Andrew Miller in in the most critical time of the game they feel. Like. Facing maybe the strongest part of the line. Right. Facing strong, like the, the, where they feel like they could lose the lead because he's the best pitcher. Okay. Buck Showalter needs to get over this Zach Britton in the ninth crap. And one would argue, well, why? And here's my question. They're using Andrew Miller like this now. Why are they using Andrew Miller like this right now? Because these games are more important. Yeah. Why not? Here's a dumb idea. Because you're trying to win the playoff games, right? It's like must win. Why not treat the regular season like you want to win? And pitch Andrew Miller in the most key spots in the regular season too. Or why not use Zach Britton, not just in the ninth, but use him where we really need him. One yeah. more win in April, and we would have had that wild card game at home. I'm saying. And you can still, you can like he doesn't have to pitch three straight games. You can still manage his. Right. his but like, why not bring him in? And I don't, and I hope. And I think major league teams are going to start doing this, right? You're going to see closers stopping closers. You're going to see closers, the best pitcher. You're going to see Chapman coming in the seventh. If there's anything managers are good at, it's copying other managers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, they are. But we, we see Madden doing this, Francona doing this, and they're the top managers in baseball right now. And, and here's why. Yeah. Um, if I, I mean, th this we have to get out. Of, and Buck Short has to get out of this mindset of Zach Britton's an only ninth inning guy. Like, there's some. I know that the 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 counter is, but there's. Well, there's a mentality to pitching in the ninth inning. Right. Sure. But there's also a mentality of the eighth inning, you could have batters four, five, and six, big bats. And maybe lefties. Inning, maybe two eight, lefties nine. against exactly. the lefty. And then you want to line up with Michael Givens with righties 
there's there's six seven right. eight guys it, it's just it's like it's almost common sense right here sure but we're so stuck as baseball managers are, are idiots sometimes they're so stuck in well this is how it's done so everybody does it so we'll do it like this too well i think it is uh the managers that are in the playoffs tend to do some different things or you find out what's important uh like the last two years with the royals and ned yost the great baseball mind he demonstrated yeah, the importance of your sixth inning seventh inning eighth inning relief pitchers right and that happened and a lot of teams copied that. All of a sudden, you put big, bigger emphasis on your bullpen arms, which a lot of teams did, including the Orioles. And the Orioles have a great bullpen uh, with Givens and O'Day and, and Brock, Brock yeah. and uh, Britton. But now what we have here in the 2016 playoffs is, like you said, where guys like Francona and Madden are saying, okay, now I have my five or six great bullpen arms. Now I'm maneuvering where each guy isn't necessarily designated – a specific inning, exactly. you're designated a part of the lineup, whichever part happens to come you up You match that up inning. better, yeah, whatever, whatever you match up better with. And yeah. uh, it's going to change what managers do next year, and we'll find out how hard-headed Buck Showalter is. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, I think it's a genius. And, yeah. But and it's I don't hard not why, to say because it it's working. And everyone says, well, it's the playoffs. is what you do. Why wouldn't you do this in the regular season? I agree. If it works in the playoffs, do it in the regular season. I agree. I'm glad you brought it all back to Ned Jost. <laughs> of course. Do you know what um, Andrew Miller's stats is? He's won more World Series than Buck Showalter. Mm, burn. <laughs> Do you know what Andrew Miller's stats is? His stats are in the playoffs. Oh, this good. Is with the Orioles and with he's uh, never given up a hit. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. Something ridiculous. Um, he's actually given up five hits. Okay. Miller time. He's, he's pitched, pitched a lot of playoff. Seventeen games, innings. Wow. Seventeen to third inning. He's given up zero runs. Mm. He's walked three batters. You know how many strikeouts he has in seventeen innings pitched? Um, seventeen. How many strikes does he have in 17 and a third innings pitch? 12. More than 17. 30. Oh, that's double. right. It would be 30. In and almost double. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know you know who else hasn't let up a hit in He's striking almost two guys in it. It's insane. Who's that? Zach Britton. Did, uh, did the Red Sox give him some crazy money? When we didn't re-sign him, or was he somebody yeah. we, we could have gotten? No, well, we, we didn't. Paid. We didn't make a run at him. And we did the whole you can't pay for middle relief, late relief. But plus, we had O'Day, Brock, hey, Britton. We've got guys. Yeah, and by the way, Andrew Miller is great. He's great. He's great. He's great. He's great. Zach Britton could be doing what Andrew Miller is doing right now. now. Yeah, that's true. We got Zach rid- Britton's our guy. He could be doing that. We Good got point. rid of Jim Johnson a few years ago because oh, with arbitration, he got up to he was like ten million. Like ten million. Yeah. It looks like Britton's going to get around eleven or twelve. Yeah. But Britain's worth that money. I pay him twenty. Right? Yeah. You just hope we use him better. Yeah. If if yeah if if he's just going to pitch in the ninth inning, then I almost say Brock can do that. Send him. Trade him. Yeah. Full Buck Showalter. Use him in the freaking seventh inning. Saturday, I was uh, relaxing, having a good day, playing MLB the show, and I'm playing and it's the Orioles and I play online and the other person just happened to pick the Blue Jays. Nice. I didn't think anything about it. I'm playing, playing, playing. Uh, game's tied and tight, so I'm bringing in different pitchers and everything, trying to get a run. Game, uh, he hits a three-run home run and beats me. It pops up with the score with the scoreboard and stats, and then I, that's when I realized it was the 11th inning, and Zach Britton was still in my bullpen, and Ubaldo Jimenez uh, was pitching. You hadn't used him? No, I didn't use him. <laughs> You're just I, as bad as Buck. I, I, you are, you I are put down the controller, cried a little. <laughs> And then I came in here and worked on the studio, and I was like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> I might not be able to play this game ever again. They, I haven't touched it since. 
Things got a little bit too real playing the video it, game. It yeah. got real, real fast. Yeah. Imagine I was how like, Buck feels. I was like, I thought I got over this. You think Buck went home and said, I'm never going to manage another baseball game? Yeah, probably. Well, I think, well, did you see Zach Britton? They put Zach Britton's jersey up on uh, auction. Yeah, that was funny. And oh, it's, the game a, it's a game-worn jersey, and Zach Britton retweeted it yeah. and, and said, false advertising. Yeah, that's, that was a funny tweet. Yeah, <laughs> so we know how Zach Britton feels. At least he has a, humor, a sense of humor about it, though. Right, right. Yeah. Good for him. Well, because he wasn't the one making the call. I really hope that. I think Buck Showalter's great. We, I mean, we. I don't know if we went through this, but like, the last three years or four years, we have completely blown up the projections for how many games. Right. We were supposed and that's to what win. Everyone forgets won. is the fact that they're playing out of their minds. Yeah. Like, and I, I think same with John Harbaugh. I think they have this in common. People get caught up on like the decision to go for a fourth and one. What people don't see is all the stuff that goes on in the background, like all the stuff that Buck Showalter does with team chemistry to get them to get them ready to play. And I don't know how it's really almost impossible to, like to tell how good a manager is. That's why we like to criticize bullpen use because that's like, the only thing we can see in front of us. Because it's hard to tell how good a manager is. But one I think good indicator is is projections is how he compares to the projections. And every year he blows up the projections. Right, and that's that's the easy argument is all of the crappy managers we had before. Would any of them ever blow out projections? No, they would always go under. Go under. It'd be worse than they said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I don't want, I don't think you should fire Buckshaw Walter because he doesn't know how to use Zach Britton. I just wish he would. I wish he would know how to use Zach Britton correctly. And, and it, it I, hope, be, I hope he learns. And it'd be fun if that changes. He's a smart, dude. He can learn. Right. But, he can evolve. But it is. It's a. It's a concept. In, when we all thought when uh, Mariano Rivera went went away, that the closer position would be go away because there will never be anyone as good as Mariano Rivera. And the Royals Zach, happened. Yeah, and then Zach Britton blew out. Mariana's uh, records. Yeah. So it's more of baseball needs. It's not ever about that one player, but it is as baseball teams change. We're dealing with the shift now. The shift has changed the way managers coach. Yep. And now hopefully we'll see some change in the way relief pitching. And there's a lot of data now saying like which inning, which situations are most critical. Right. It's not always the win probability added a stat. Uh, Yeah. It's not always the ninth. Sometimes the most important inning or the most crucial inning is the seventh or sixth. Yeah. It's time for some money ball. Some sabermetrics. I'm not going that far. You know how I hate sabermetrics. All right. We've talked it to death. Let's get to our downs. I never said my good. I went bowling on Saturday. It was really fun. I forgot I really like bowling. Bowling's my good. (laughs) Ten pin or duck pin? I went duck pin. Nice. I think if you're in Baltimore, you better go duck pin. I like duck pin because you just like wing it down there, throw it as hard as you can. Yeah, there was a projector like halfway down. I was definitely trying to see how close I could get to the projector (laughs) at some points. Because you give it a nice toss. I also, oh, yeah. You ever try to hit the pins in the air? Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> I couldn't get it. Um, just duck, duck pins. It down there? I was, I, duck I, pins I, my favorite two style of bowling. Candle pin is better. That's mm. the one thing Boston mm-hmm. has that's a little better. Uh, I, I went duck pin bowling with, with your girls, Josh. Yeah. And I spent most of the time stressed out because I let Camden bowl. Oh, bad idea. And bad the whole idea. time she'd push it down there. And, and then it, it'd be like stressful. Is the ball going to make it down the lane? <laughs> or is it going to stop halfway through and we have to get somebody the worst, there? The worst is if your ball doesn't make it halfway down, it starts to roll back to you. Oh, right? that never happened. Oh, my. oh, yeah. That's what's really bad. You need to get the alligator thing I know. for the kids that nah, it rolls not, down. She oh, I love alligator. That. I still use that. She thing. didn't want alligator. She wouldn't do herself. I took like three adults with us that had never duck pinned before. So that was fun, too. To see new people experience a great sport. I'm not a huge fan of duck pin, to be honest. I feel like I throw out my shoulder every time. I, I do. I throw it. That's what Mandy said. What if we all just shot put it? Which wasn't a bad experiment. <laughs> all right, let's get to our downs. 
I'm sure shock putting bowling balls is probably up there in the down list. <laughs> my my down is traffic. It took me like an hour and 45 minutes to drive home from Columbia today. Oh, Josh doesn't like traffic. I sat on 100 for like an hour standstill. Cross down. And then on my way on my way to DC this morning, it took like two hours because there were four accidents. So traffic's my down. Maybe next week it'll be your up. It's my down, and everyone else is down. Yeah, it will never be anyone's up. <laughs> my my down, and maybe this could have been my up. I don't even know how I feel about this. But Jose Batista taking a move out of the Donald's playbook and saying that the whole thing's rigged. It's rigged against the Canadians. <laughs> Circumstances. Now, hold up. If you're going to rig the game, Cleveland? Do you remember how bad the pitch calls were when we were in Toronto? Yeah. like It all went their favor. You, you threw a beer at our outfielder. <laughs> that, that guy you got don't... fired. Yeah, I saw. Lost his real job. Oh, really? Yeah. That really sucks. You not really. <laughs> you um but if you're gonna rig anything, you never rig anything for Cleveland, right? You're always rigged against Cleveland. Yeah, who's yeah, rigging right, things right. It who's was rigging a, things for Cleveland? They've right. had it rigged for forty years. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, get the, out of here. Right. The rig would have been for Boston. And that was when the series was what, like, was it one and oh or two and oh? Well now it's three and oh, but I, three and one. They, three and one. Oh, they Blue won Jays today. Did win today. They five won today. and one. Yeah. Yeah, but still I think I don't know if it was one or two and oh, but they were already calling rigged. <laughs> That's you're kidding me. That's Sword classic losers. Jose Batista move. Classic Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, my down is all my friends who turn into idiots this time of the year. We talked about it on the pre-show, but I'd be so happy Ravens when fans. this election is over. Oh, election. Yeah, election. They're all my all the people I feel like I had respect for turned out to be a bunch of nut jobs. And <laughs> so I hope they're not listening to the show right now. You're a nut job. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. We get the intern back. Who knows when this election's over? <laughs> yeah, he says he's coming back. Have you talked to him lately? No, I haven't heard. You know what the last text I got from him was? He's going no. underground. The one that said I won't be back until November eighth. <laughs> November eighth. That's election night. There's no chance he comes here on election. Night. Is that a Tuesday? Yeah. Well, that that might be fun. Do the, is that when we're going to do our three three six debate? Okay, we can do that debate. I want no um, text messages to the intern and just will wait till November 15th and see if he just shows up. Let's just right. wait and see. See if he reaches out. We, we can do it. Like, we can even have what we won't tell him, but we even have like a welcome back party. We'll, we'll give right. him like a cake or something and we'll have all the stuff November 15th ready for him to return after election. <laughs> My last time I texted the intern was Sunday, April 30th, which was Birdland Radio Day. And he, yeah, said, he bailed. He bailed, right? If the tree is removed soon, I'll be over <laughs> 340. Right, right. That's, that's when the tree fell down in right, front so of his street. So he couldn't get to Birdland Radio. Right. <laughs> oh, Always excuses. I forgot well, he was that, a thing. And that's what got him into politics was because the government took way too long to remove that tree. Yeah. He said, I'm going to do something about yeah. this. I'm going to go answer the phone and call people and tell them to vote. Who's the guy he's working on? Van Houten? Is Van that Houten. his person? Sure. Yeah, he's uh, calling the vote Van Houten. He was on board with the governor too, right? Yeah, he, he, yeah he, he was a Hogan guy. I think I'm a Hogan guy. I, I didn't vote, but I like him. I like Hogan. I'm a Hogan man. I don't like this whole school stuff, but I um I was looking for my last – I don't have a message from the intern. You've never all. texted him. You've never texted him. I think I switched SIM cards after I texted oh, him. Oh, you were in so, Africa for a while, yeah. So it messed up my whole all my old messages. So I don't have a – so it was before Africa, my last text. We doing ball bag? Do we have time? I, I, I just want to touch on one thing with the Under Armour well, thing. Yeah, yeah. Under So Under Armour is, uh, has the license now for MLB uniforms starting in 2020. Yeah. You see I a think nice it, stock bump, Matt? 
Don't you have some Under Armour yeah, stock? Yeah, it went up like I think like seventy five cents. That's not a good bad. jump for one day. Yeah, I'm still in the hole a good bit, but <laughs> went up a little bit. I think that's awesome. In that, uh, why would now that they've announced that four years now? Why would anybody buy a Majestic Orioles jersey in the next four years? If they win the World Series, I'm buying a Majestic World Series yeah. jersey. I'm holding out for the Under Armour. I'm with. I'm holding out yeah. for the Under. I, I was not, seriously not, considering buying a jersey. There's no chance I'm buying one between now and 2020. But now I'm waiting for it. Unless they make it to the World Series, then we get a World Series jersey. Sure, sure. Right. It's like you don't buy a new iPhone after like May because you know one's coming out. But in four the years is a long way to. We just made a deal. Now all jerseys made by Under Armour starting in 2020. Yeah. 2020. That's a and long you way know, to wait. I mean, what if the Orioles announced new jerseys or something? Or a World Series patch, I think, is the only thing that would cause me to do it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and if they win the World Series, if they lose the World Series, then, you know, it's like I took a risk when I bought a Ravens Super Bowl jersey because I bought it the weekend before the Super well, yeah, Bowl too, too. with the patch on. I was like, they right. better win. They better win. No, but we did that, too. And and you'll we'll do, all do it for the Orioles, too, because you buy that to wear to the game. You buy that to wear to the World Series. Yeah. And I still think it's worth it even, even if they lose. I mean, when was the last time the Orioles made the World Series? 1983. 1983. Yeah. I, I, it was 1983. Everyone knows that. <laughs> that's, I, that's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, it's been, been a long some, time. Some obvious Baltimore trivia? I'm being silly. I was never. I wasn't even alive then. The only jersey button-up legitimate jersey I own is a Majestic with the gray Baltimore and it's uh, Vladimir Guerrero, number 27, because it was on sale for $9.99. Legitimate jersey? Yeah. That's a great price. I mean, it's not yeah. stitched on, but it's like the fake stitched on. Yeah. I've I mean, got... it's, a, it's a real majestic jersey. Right. I'm, a... I'm really confused right now by your description. It's it's one that you would buy at the store, yeah. not, not one so off the player back. Right. It's it's one that's like $99 retail, right. not $250 right. retail. The 250 ones are like ridiculous. They're like the ones the players wear. If right. the if the Orioles win the World Series, are you buying a two hundred fifty dollars jersey? No, no, I'll buy the hundred dollar one. I'll buy the two hundred fifty because I love the Orioles more than you do. <laughs> okay. Well, in the meantime, I'm just gonna start saving my money for 2020 when the Under Armour jerseys come out because you you gotta assume the they're mostly gonna be the same, but Under Armour same. always just puts a, a little different logo. They'll put some, uh, their own. Logo. I, I they're gonna change something so? with the buttons. You guys, the buttons are gonna be different or something. I you guys know. are missing the boat. They're coming in 2020. That means it's finally time for the uniforms of the future. That's true. 2020 is the future. Under Armour is going to have uniforms that you don't have to button. They just suck in themselves. Are they going to look at the Maryland Terrapin uniforms? Yeah, they're like the sleeveless. Oh, there you go. There you go. They're going to say Baltimore real big down the left side. Yeah, yeah. Instead of showing the whole Oriole bird, just the face gigantic and oversized. Well, this is a big move for Under Armour, and this is a Baltimore company. A big move because this is like the first time, right, I think, that they've really gotten in. With a uh, major sports, uh, uh, yeah. As far Re- as Reebok is NFL, yep. Basketball is Nike. Nike. Basketball is Nike. I mean, they have individual they, deals they, with players. They, and stuff they've like got that. colleges, but this is the first time yeah, they've, they've gone colleges. into a pro sport. Yeah, so and taking a, it over. Yeah, and they've tried. They've tried to do football. They've tried yeah. to do basketball. Right, you're right. And they've just had some players. Well, yeah. and a lot of major league baseball players wear Under Armour like catcher's gear, cleats. Matt Wieters always does, yeah. Undershirts, stuff yeah. like that. But this will be the actual jerseys. This this has really got to spell the N for Majestic. What else does Majestic oh, do? Oh, that's a great point. I never really thought about Majestic <laughs> yeah. all this. This sucks for them. Somebody <laughs> think about Majestic. Right, because they already lost the hats. The hats are New Era. Majestic was never the hats, were, oh, they? were they not? All I right. think, yeah, New Era has been Major League Baseball hats Well, then forever. if you're Majestic, how do you screw up and lose that deal? Well, how do you compete with Under Armour if you're Majestic? Yeah. What else does Majestic make? That's the, uh, the Who has their stock? How's their stock doing, Matt? I don't know if they it's have a gotta stock. It's got to be down 75 cents, whatever that means. 
right, yeah. Just needed to pull that from. Oh, the you ball know, bag. I think they make a. I think they make uh, like the cheap athletic gear at like Models or something. Quick, who is the manufacturer of baseballs? Uh, Rawlings. There you go. You the state it. of Delaware. Oh, Rawlings. Maj- I went to the Majestic website. Their big sale right now is the Respect and Born to Rain or Live to Rain or whatever rain. You know, like the official postseason stuff. Sure. Well, that's all going to change. All the that's going too. away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They got the Jackie Robinson collection. They're going to lose that. Majestic is the website I had to go through to buy my um, Jim Traber jersey because, remember, the Major League website wouldn't sell it to me. I had to go onto the Majestic site and do it. Hey, Majestic just collaborated with Vans Shoes for oh, okay. for MLB Shoes. You can buy some Vans with the Oriole bird all over them. Oh, okay. So then, you know, they'll be all right. They'll selling, be okay. Selling T-shirts and shoes. There you go. They'll be they'll, okay. Way to go, Majestic. Well, right. Hang in there, guys. Well, I mean, I imagine they'll still have the licenses to, to print sports teams sure. stuff. Sure, yeah. But not with the players. They'll print well. T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, they can have their little cute T-shirt shop. They'll be models still, probably. Meanwhile, go Under Armour. Local. That's right. Local I mean, company. Under Armour is slowly good. taking over the world. Yep. Meanwhile, I'll undercut them all day with my five dollar Trumbo. Make Baltimore great again. You're shows. gonna really silly. You're gonna feel silly with that sale. That five dollar sale when Trumbo resigns. If Trumbo you're, resigns, you're that, thing's that sale. jacking up to ten dollars. <laughs> what about if Trumbo resigns and Donald Trump wins the election? Yeah. See, a smart investor here would buy all of Josh's Trump shirts for five dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait till Trump's elected and Trumbo. Become right. is re- resigns with the Orioles, then resell them all at seven dollars, make two dollar profit. Or yep, yep, or collect them now when the Orioles start sucking again for fourteen years and Hillary's president. You're gonna want those to say, "See, remember the good times when we had a chance for Trump and and Trump was hitting <laughs> and home Trumbo runs." Trump was hitting dunks. Yep. Was that what you were thinking with Bert with Vlad Guerrero? Are you hoping that Vlad Guerrero would come back to the Orioles and sign <laughs> and you could restart your jersey? No, actually, my thinking was when I was in college in a fraternity, my bond number was number 27. So I, I bought the Orioles jersey with number 27 on it. And it just happened to be Vlad? Happened to be Vlad. Happened to be nine ninety nine at Models. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like two years removed from when he was actually on the team. I got I got a uh, Jones jersey, my gray Jones jersey. Mm-hmm. It's got Baltimore across the front. looks real legit. The orange and gray are slightly off orange and gray colors was it the chinese one because i got it from some korean place yeah, yeah. but i got it for a whole 15 dollars yeah. and it's nice i like it i wear it to games all the time you can't tell unless it's up against somebody with a real jersey yeah yeah then yeah, you yeah, can yeah, tell. yeah yeah but most Which people are wearing to like be at the t-shirt. stadium no 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 hundreds at the of people with real jerseys no it looks worn it looks like <laughs> i've been there i've been through i've been through the games i've been through the rough patches <laughs> and my adam jones jersey has came out alive okay all right it's legit Matt's checking his phone. Ravens, Jets game. Who we got? Who? Let's pick a winner before we get out of here. Score. As score we go, predictions. It's so weird that we play at the same stadium two games in a row. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Ravens. I'm going to take the uh, – it's time for the Ravens offense to show up, and they're going to win the game 24 Field goal Classic Ravens move to three-point game. Bert? I'm going to take the black tip sharks at the reef at the Baltimore Aquarium. <laughs> no, I'll take uh, – I do think the Ravens pull it off today. Hey, there's Larry King in the stands at the Dodgers game. Um, I'm going to take the <laughs> – <laughs> he's, eat, he's eating one of those uh, walking taco things. What's that called? Where you taco put all taco? The ta- no, where you put all the taco fixings in a Dorito bag. Oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he's eating. He's got a little fork was, going into I the Dorito bag. I was had a big Sunday and we'll have a – George Costanza at the tennis match moment with the Sunday all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. 
Uh, Ravens, uh, 21-14. Real generic football score. All right, I'm going 31-10 to 10 Ravens. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> 10? Jets are terrible. Did you see their defense? Did you see the Jets score three yeah. against Arizona? That's terrible. true. I, went, I gave them way too much. I don't much. know. Who, who is your quarterback going to be? Uh, Geno Smith, maybe? He got into the game yesterday because... Maybe they can bring Tebow back. Yeah, the, their team would be better off. They're terrible. Joke to the NFL. Terrible. Now watch the Ravens lose and... I know. It'd be classic Ravens. Under right 500. There. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing. Almost I should have took the reverse the jinx for the win. Yeah, that always works for you, Bert. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Make sure you do all the things to support the show, like like us on Facebook, follow us on the Twitters and on the Insta. Make sure you're ready to go to the iTunes, subscribe to the show. Just search Section 336 in iTunes and subscribe. Write us a review on iTunes if you haven't done it already. Thanks for all of you who have written reviews and who have updated your reviews and all that good jazz. That's it, right? That's all the good That's jazz. It. That's it for now. You can also follow us. Oh, we thank. Oh, shout out to Eric for coming on the show. Barstool yeah. RDT on Twitter. Yeah, at Jason Lockenfora. Make sure you follow <laughs> at Jason Lockenfora. Follow him and do what I do. Follow him and then block him. That gets in their head. It's all about getting in the opponent's head. Now, just retweet anything he says and tag Eric into That's it. That's right. That's, that's a good call. Tag Eric with all Jason Lankafora tweets. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert. At Bert Brody. And you can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.